Well, I can assure you all that tonight we are not short on content. Today has been a crazy day. We're just coming off the heels of WrestleMania. And with that being said, I think we should wait no longer but to get into tonight's show. So stay tuned because the Big Go Belt podcast is live right now. Tonight for another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Start off by giving a shout out to our sponsors, Free Play, down in the DFW area, down in Texas. Um, also, want to send some good vibes over to Will's partner, Brandon. Um, I think at this point now, it's definitely be a good thing to send uh, our good fellow over there some energy. And obviously, shout out to um, our partners over at the Cheer Shot, where uh, you know the only thing to do there is to use your head. But a lot of things have happened today, and we will talk about <laughs> WWE and the releases. But we did just come off of a very historic WrestleMania weekend, week, and week, yeah, of all things, independent wrestling, WWE, and so on. A lot to talk about there. So we definitely have a full show tonight. It is me, myself, well, what am I saying? <laughs> Myself, two chaps, along with Will and jo- Jamal tonight, um, in absence of uh, Celis and uh, possibly Damian joining. Uh, but the three of us will definitely be taking the lead uh, as of right now. Uh, but before we get started, gentlemen, how you doing? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a day. And you know what? Let me just say, mark your calendars. It's apparently April 15th. Uh, happy Future Endeavors Day. Um, <laughs> I hope that all you celebrate by brushing up on your resumes, maybe uh, starting up a new LinkedIn account. Uh, Future Endeavors Day is coming. You just need to be prepared for it. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. If the week, if the past week wasn't crazy enough, if you didn't already feel hungover, tired, wore out, and all that, Oh, wait, those, be, those, those sound like symptoms. They do sound like symptoms, and we know there are people out there enjoying some symptoms right now because Florida, Florida, as we will get into, yep, I'm sure, in yep. just a bit. But if the week wasn't crazy enough, today was like the cherry on top, and we'll get to that in the second half with WWE beginning spring cleaning. But, yeah, like Jamal just said, mark your calendars, April 15th now. It may officially be spring cleaning future endeavor day going mm-hmm. forward. But we'll get mm-hmm. to that in the second half of the show because this past week's been nuts. That mm-hmm. is for sure. That is for sure. Look, I don't know where to start. I mean, WrestleMania week 
in its entirety had a lot of crazy things go on, a lot of good moments, uh, tons of highlights that came out of it, tons of news, uh, all sorts of things. So uh, this is kind of uh, free, free, free form. <laughs> let's just kind of freestyle here. I can't get none of my words right. Let's kind of freestyle here and uh, let's discuss WrestleMania week. Um, in general, um, I'm gonna start off with you, Will. With uh, what was just something that really stood out to you coming out from out of this weekend? Uh, either something you really enjoyed, or just you know anything. Oh, geez. Well, I will take the easy shot layup right off the bat <laughs> and talk about the end of night one, since in this house it was a very big deal. And you used you started the show two chains and mentioned the word historic, and I think the closing of night one of WrestleMania can definitely be described in that way and will probably be described in that way going forward in the future in tons of video packages. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair did a heck of a job main eventing that show. When we were here last week, we did not know yet if they were going to be for sure, but it did happen. They closed the show and from all accounts, I haven't seen much of anyone unhappy with that match. It seems to have made a hell of an impression. Lord knows my eight-year-old daughter... I had to wake her up so she could watch it live and I'm just seeing her reaction to that match and she's a huge Sasha fan and it didn't matter that Bianca won it was just seeing that match and seeing those women tear the house down it made a definite impression on her and I was likening it earlier this week to like there are little kids out there that match is probably going to be like Flair, I mean, Steamboat and Savage at WrestleMania or Austin and Rock it's like that is going to be a legendary moment a true WrestleMania moment going forward for a lot of people, for a lot of young kids out there. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a generational touchstone, yeah. that match. It's, like you said, historic. Historic. Yeah, shout out to the broadcast. Always showing love. Uh, good evening to you as well. Hope you are enjoying some bourbon yourself with the emoji down there. Um, but uh, yeah, Jamal, to you. Ask me how much WrestleMania I watch. Go ahead, ask me. I dare you. Well, well, well I did say WrestleMania week. <laughs> so the, specifically about the show. Go ahead, ask me how much I watch. Go ahead, ask me. Nah, you. you Go ahead, ask me. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. I dare you. No, I mean, like, the, the, the only thing that I really watched at WrestleMania was the opening. Uh, I wanted to see the set. I wanted to see what that crowd looked like. I wanted to see how they dressed up Raymond James Stadium. They did some amazing things technologically with dressing up the stadium and making it look like what it looked like, including using that AR footage for the top deck as a video board. I had a hard time figuring out what was real and what wasn't, which is exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, the the pirate ship, which of course dwarfed the actual pirate ship in the stadium, uh, was, was awesome because of course McMahon's is going to be bigger. Um, <laughs> you know, this, the, 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 all of it. Um, it didn't really make sense. To have a 70,000-seat stadium, but then put 20,000 people on the floor next to each other? I guess. I mean, they could have done it for the hard cam, but then for the entire floor seating, that was a bit bizarre, especially with COVID things. They could have spaced that out a lot better than they did. But otherwise, um, I think it may be my favorite set since the stadium era of WrestleMania. And then I turned it off because I, there isn't a single match on the card that I really give a shit about. So what did I watch? Um, because a lot of the things that I were interested in happened during the week when I was at work. 
And then some other stuff happened during over the weekend when I was watching other things like Ring of Honor. Uh, I really didn't catch any of the indie shows at all. It was it was a bit overwhelming. And once you realize what you wanted to watch and, and said it just kind of like, ah, I'm done with it. So what did I watch then? I swear that I don't subscribe to any wrestling services right now. DDT is slowly changing my mind. And I think that the product that they have going on right now, especially in particular the Chris Brooks produced show and the um, the English show for uh, TJPW is damned good. So much that I might actually have to get some yen and give it to them. Because um, <laughs> they, they've put on a couple of great shows over the weekend. And uh, Pro Wrestling Women's Diana uh, had a show on Saturday night, uh, the Friday night, Saturday morning for them. Uh, which is also pretty damn good as well. So, uh, shout out to them. But as far as for the stuff here, um, yeah, everything, nothing really seemed to work out, you know. But that was a beautiful boat, though. I will give them that. It's a hell of a boat. Mm. Giant pirate ship. Gotta yep. have that for WrestleMania. And, and yep. hey, it, it was kind of fitting with all the rain that came. They had a boat ready to go <laughs> for two <laughs> days of storming in Florida and WrestleMania rain delay. For well, the I mean, the thing night. was, you know, as big as Noah's Ark. I mean, it was kind of ridiculous how big that damn boat was. But um, no, but it was like a good, really good looking set. And I would say probably the best since the second New Orleans one, which may have been like 34 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. with the big the headdress set. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. That that was great. And then the um the the other Orlando one with the roller coaster was yeah. was kind of nuts also. With so the super super <clears throat> duper ramp on it. Yeah, it took yeah. years for people to get down. Yeah, yeah. You're you're right. This the set was amazing. Um, and I think it was just kind of just kind of um. It was it was a it was a special day just to hear the fans being so excited to be there and even though the rain tried to uh, stop the party it didn't everyone still was had a lot of energy and um, you know everyone got their money's worth but I really don't know what my favorite moment was of WrestleMania I mean I watched a WrestleMania week I watched all the WWE stuff I tried to watch the Hall of Fame that just did not work for me um, those. I mean the lines. I, I I mean I understand that at times it went too long, but like now from them clearly either rehearsing or reading from off the teleprompter, um, it just it just felt so unnatural to me. Um, so it is what it is. And then you know people uh, zooming in for one line and then <laughs> and then out. It just was like what's happening? Here? Oh come on, Ozzy Osbourne coming on there and saying. I don't really deserve this, but thanks. Bye. <laughs> From his backyard, no less. That wasn't good for you. <laughs> and then to me, it's like, well, if he's not going to be there and you're going to have this recorded, why is the quality messed up? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is something y'all could have easily worked out. But, um, you know, it, it was just a good week for, it, entirely. Um, a lot of people cited either in person. I uh, Even people that went to the... Um, the, the AEW house show. Everybody was just having a good time just to be out. Um, independent shows went well. Uh, I, it was really nice to see the love that Faye Jackson got at her, at her show or her and Alley Cat show. Uh, and I think that, you know, a lot of people uh, definitely got put on the radar for, their, for some of their matches from WrestleMania weekend. So, like, and entirely it's a success besides just the, you know, just, just the COVID stuff that we all knew was going to happen. But, uh, I guess in regards to 
primarily WrestleMania. I thought the main event of, of second night, since you already talked about the one in um, the first night, um, that, you know, that was a lot of energy, a lot of good stuff went on. It was a well-done match. Um, and just Roman Reigns is just uh, continued to elevate uh, as being the top WWE guy um, on the biggest stage, in the biggest matches each and every time. And he's just, it's, he's really making... Um, his position, um, he he's really you know showing why he's in that position. But I'm trying to think. There was another match that I really really liked, and I cannot remember what it was. It was night a match. one or night two. You thinking night one? Or, night one. I'm trying to think. What else was the standouts on? Oh, night C- one? Cesaro and um, Cesaro Seth. and Seth Rollins. Man, yes. man. that was a good one. Talking about some good wrestling going on here. And even Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens. I mean, what do you expect? They've been on the road with each other for for life. Um, Just really good wrestling. Forget all the other antics behind it. Because I don't even really understand how that match was even booked or why it was even came came about. But for the storytelling within the ring alone, it was just a good match. I really, really thought it was uh, thoroughly done. You know, Cesaro, at some point now... (laughs) Hopefully that's enough convincing that, you know, he deserves to be in a bigger spot. But uh, that Apollo thing that kind of went about the, um, the the drum, the drum match, that whole thing with Big E. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I the big question was, was always what was go, what was that match going to be about? What was right. the what was the whole gimmick to it? And, you know, it was just nothing but a glorified you know, no DQ uh, match. Yeah, no Q. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, and called this cliche or, or not, they should have just built it this just like the Killmonger versus T'Challa match off of <laughs> Black Panther. Have everybody oh. outside beating the drums, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 make it feel intense and cut the commentary. Honestly, that's that's what okay. those should have did. Okay. And just, you know, and, and, and let it did that and let them just do some wrestling in the ring. Uh, that would have been interesting to have like the drum circle of doom and the two of them, you know, beating ass and like the, in the center of it in the ring and just using weapons and stuff, which I think is kind of what they went for. It was just like, OK, we're just going to lay into each other. Tons of shots and they didn't waste no time. Yeah. Both them and the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match. I think one of the main issues, only real issue with it, both of those was is they could have gotten a little bit more time for both those matches. What they did was really good and intense, but it was like they were jamming as much action as they could into the time they got. A couple more minutes on both of those would have been nice, but for what we got, I really liked it. Apollo and Big E, they were they were bringing the energy, they were bringing the heat, so I, I was down with that for, for what it was. I'm excited yeah. to see where they go with Apollo as Intercontinental Champion and also very excited for the future of Big E. Because, yeah. like you said, Roman Reigns is still champion, so he's going to need some baby faces going mm-hmm. forward to take mm-hmm. on. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Big E and his positivity against the, 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 the tribal chief. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that we can get there over the summer. Because yeah. that'd be fun. I want to see it. I think the other thing is, I mean, everyone wants to know who's going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. And we all know that money is the money in the bank is to have Roman Reigns and The Rock. And, you know, whether he does it in Texas and just completely sells out the stadium or whether he does it in Hollywood, because that just seems to be the cliche answer to everything. 
it, it can happen still. And I think that they got to keep him mildly protected in order for the possibility for that because like it's too way it'd be the it'd probably be one of the the highest profile matches of this era if they're able to pull it off and um i think a lot of people will be excited to to to, uh to see it and you know roman reigns and the way he went over i mean much like you said will on on your twitter at hill will mahoney (laughs) Get all your latest hot takes. Um, uh Oh, uh, what would they have done if Edge would have won or Daniel Bryan would have won? They, they, the the thing about having a title is either, you, as I like to say, you want faces chasing heels, and you know a heel having a championship makes them established, makes them revered, and you know obviously you know they're able to really work their best in doing so. But like Daniel Bryan having the title doesn't do nothing but add another notch on his plaque. And Edge is just, you know, at some point, it, it, it's the same thing, actually. Just him and Dan Bryan are actually the same thing. And that's when you kind of start trying to figure out, well, oh, who wins? It just was almost a unanimous decision. Like, it has to be Roman Reigns here. And then again, you have to think about the future and the money and the possibility of what they can do with The Rock. When we know The Rock is watching, we know that they are watching The Rock and we know The Rock is looking for a big a big payday and we The Rock is probably looking at well how much did you pay Bad Bunny well <laughs> we <laughs> forgot about I mean? Bad Bunny yeah yeah <laughs> so it, you know it's it's a lot of things that um, you know why the why Roman Reigns should stay champ for a while I guess the other question I want to ask I mean we talk about Bad Bunny in a second but like the champions that came from out of this weekend, the, the 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 changing of titles here. I mean, all a lot of titles have changed hands. Um, which of the title changes were you most behind, or are you most intrigued about going in the future? And I think for me, I'll start is with Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. I think her being Oscar. I, here's the thing. Much like EO losing, I think like well, Oscar and EO are workhorses, and mm-hmm. they haven't really had time off. And you know, not only have they not had time off, but they've been away from home. And I think that you know them losing gives them time to rest, especially EO, who's had a history of injuries, underlying in- injuries at that. And Oscar, who we just had not seen take any time off, she's been here through through in and throughout through. Sasha hiatus through Becky's hiatus you know she's been here and her losing I think it presents her with time off to rest and or whatever it may be but uh the thing with Rhea winning the way she did was one I thought the match was trash I also <laughs> thought the match that she rematched <laughs> with was also trash that's what I was just gonna say if you thought the Wrestlemania match was trash my god the next night on Raw when yeah. things literally went off the rails <laughs> Yeah, it just was not a good match. And I understand, like, me, don't get it wrong. Ever since I seen what Rhea did at the Mae Young Classic and how she stepped up when needed, when, um, not Dakota Kai, um, what's her name? Tegan Knox went down. Right. And they yes. kind of had to just essentially come up with a booking on the fly. And when she went down with, with a real injury and Rhea was able to really instantly elevate her heel status i said oh she's young but she's she's ready and you know i I saw glimpses of it then 
And then obviously Triple H and all of them saw it, and she did her thing in the UK. She did her thing in NXT. And eventually we all knew that she was eventually going, going, going to get called out to Raw. And eventually we knew that she was going to win the title. But winning it over Oscar, okay, that's a conversation for another day. The match wasn't good. The match the next night wasn't good. And it starts to make me wonder, well, is she ready? Is mm-hmm. she quite ready? And sure, you have the talent, but as we always say, and a bunch, when I'm sure a bunch of other people would say too, is that transition from NXT to w, uh, to to uh, the main, main roster, roster. Raw SmackDown mm-hmm. is essentially going through a warp hole of time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, it, it can and, be bumpy. It yeah. can be bumpy. As as Defenders DC XFL is is asking here, and she had that promo on Raw that I thought it came across very robotic. It came across a little awkward, and whether that was dealing with the dialogue, the script work that you're going to get on the main roster, I don't know. I there's a lot of speculation what's going on there. If there's like some awkwardness in the transition from one to the other, is she feeling the pressure? Yeah, remember Rhea Ripley's 24, so she's been there quite a while in their system, but still she's 24. Mm-hmm. Is she in her own head, kind of right now this weekend? With just like, oh my god, I am being given all of this responsibility all of a sudden and not necessarily that she's not ready for it, but just that it's hitting her all at once. I'm I'm curious to see, but definitely I would describe this weekend as a bumpy start for her is what I would say. Yeah. And yeah, talking about the promo, she definitely was reading off of something. I mean, she gave the camera no love. (laughs) She was looking right (laughs) through it, but you know, it, it, it's it, much like anything, you know, you in order for you to if you're given an opportunity, you, you know, you always, you know, want to try to do your best, regardless if the opportunity is bigger than you actually thought it would be. But I, I do right now with her being the raw uh, women's champion. I definitely got a close eye on her because I, I to me, I don't think she's just quite ready. I think that Charlotte can work anybody. And also think Oscar could work anybody. And the mm-hmm. Charlotte match wasn't bad, but if you can't work Oscar two nights in a row, everybody should be thinking like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and shoot, uh, like like as I mentioned this week, if if you're Charlotte and you were not on WrestleMania and you got to come out the next night on Raw and you saw all that go down between Rhea and Oscar, how good are you feeling this week? Just being like, look, you you went with them. I'm over here. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> you know, you haven't had those problems with uh, me slipping up like that on the big stage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we talk, you know, there's a, there's the narrative that Charlotte has been, you know, like they say with Roman Reigns sometimes shoved down your throat or she gets too much time or all that. But there is something to be said for consistency. And there's a reason that happens when they know they can count on you. They're going to go to you. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We're we going to see. Bumpy start there for the ladies. Yeah. I cannot remember who it was, but there was a there was a, a player in the NF, uh, NFL, in the NBA, who was drafted. Drafted really high within the top three picks. Mm-hmm. And very good in college. And then he came to the league, and then his shot mechanics went out the window. And everybody was like, what is wrong with him? Like, everybody was genuinely concerned as to, like, how did everything just go drastically different for him? And I can't, I got I got to think about who this is for a second. But it's one of those type of things. And then he ended up eventually turning around. But, like, yes. Um, what's his first name? Um, 
Yes, it's false. But God was his first name. But yeah, exactly. And like, Markel that's false. the thing. Yeah, Markel False. Thank you. And it's just like, sometimes you do be in your own head. And, 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 and these type of things happen. And you just never know. Again, you look at Rhea. You said she has all of God's given talent to be a wrestler. But that transition over is just really difficult. I mean, Ember Moon even came up to the main roster. And we was kind of like, who? Like, she was a shell of herself. And she goes right back at the NXT and then this is working again. So, right. you know, this is, this is what we've always said. We've always said that that the NXT, for whatever reason, is training these people to for a sport. And then when they get to the main roster, it's not the same sport. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing as if you've been raised in the CFL and then you get drafted by the NFL. It ain't the same thing. It's mm-hmm. football. But there are certain things that are different. The rules are different. The field is different. The ball is different. It's it's not a one-to-one conversion. And we've seen the people that did transit, transition effectively. They were basically main roster ready talent that went through NXT anyway. Because the Sami Zayn that got to NXT, you know, originally is not that guy on SmackDown right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so they we've seen a kind of a mixed bag. There are people that come and, and flatten, flatten out immediately, no matter how good they were, like a Bo Dallas. Then there are people that come and have to work it out and eventually figure it out, like a Sami Zayn on the main roster, or Apollo Crews, who's Uh-oh. after so long is starting yeah. to finally figure it out. And then <laughs> yeah. there's those, right, and then there's those that are just ready because this is their gimmick, they know their gimmick, and it is actually good for the main roster, like a Kevin Owens. Um, and, you know, Bailey, when she came out, you know, she was one of those ones that had a pretty good transition. Uh, Sasha Banks had a pretty good transition. So people don't remember Becky Lynch as like an actual green, you know, dressed leprechaun, you know, doing an Irish jig in NXT. And then <laughs> fortunately, you know, Nia Jax gave her the boost of her career by clocking her one in the face. And mm-hmm. that image, you know, kind of cemented her as, as a different person. Yeah. So... You really don't know, but that's what the WWE has always been. And the bottom line is, is that people, especially now, we'll talk about obviously the big shakeups and stuff like that later. But it's not just getting the name; you need to make sure the name fits into the system. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I don't care if you if you have a team and you have the team has a quarterback. Don't draft a quarterback. You don't necessarily need that to person, even though you have the number one pick, and the number one pick should be a quarterback. Oh, I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers would love to hear this right now. <laughs> but yet. <laughs> well, I mean, but Aaron Rodgers is also fighting for his job. But, it, it, exactly, but yeah. But, but nobody's going to tell that to, you know, well, maybe not Russell Wilson, who's a bit older, but the bottom line is, is that if you have your guy, then you have your guy. And, yeah. you, and just because he's available doesn't mean you need to get him. So when Keith Lee who doesn't really fit the WWE main roster mold is on the main roster. Well, what did you expect? I didn't expect Keith Lee to come in there and be like, oh, yeah, this is the Keith Lee doing, you know, top rope Spanish flies with Dijak off the, you know, through like 80 80 tables. (laughs) That's not what the main roster does. The main roster is not PWG. Let me me ask you a really quick question real quick. And uh, let me make sure I get this question in real quick. Thank you. That was actually my question. <laughs> this Colin Chase. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. But yeah, Jamal, a- answer that question. What, 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 what 
what needs to happen to make the integration uh, or the transition? What what needs to happen? And I mean, well, look, you, well the first got, thing they need to do is stop bullshitting. If the if the we've said this before, we've said this over the past couple of years. What is NXT? If it's its own brand with its own identity, fine. But it's not. It's still a transition. Even mm-hmm. though they had that Survivor Series where NXT was on the same page. Don't bring that up. Um, <laughs> no, hey, it happens. And even though they had that thing, and we all we, we all thought that no, this is a third brand. I'm still believing, is which is ridiculous. And it turns out that it's not. You know, NXT wasn't a part of WrestleMania, and WrestleMania was two fucking days. Yeah, so can, can, just, can I can I chime in real quick with the with the, the statement of you know quit the BS. You're entirely right. In flat-out lamest terms, what is NXT? You sell it to us one way. The next day, you sell it to us another way. What do you want fans for us to think this is? Is it sitting next to these other brands, or is it the minor leagues? Do you do you recognize what people have done there, or do you not recognize what people have done there? Even even down to the style of work, where it's like super indie, you know, flashy style, moves, 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 faster pace. But then these folks get up to the main roster, and it quickly becomes, hold up, put the brakes on that. You can do some of that stuff, but you're not going to be working that fast all the time up here. You know, yeah. it's 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 apples and oranges, and it's always been that way. So it's the difference of. They call it developmental. They want it to be like a finishing school, and I think it gets. I think it gets people ready in the idea of working within WWE production. You know, working the cameras and that kind of stuff. But it's not preparing people for the format. I think of how they do their TV at the main roster, where it becomes. Right. I keep going back to script work and that Rhea Ripley promo, where it's like. You are reading a script. For better or worse, that's how they're doing stuff up there right now. <laughs> so you need to be prepared to do that. And Lord knows we'd love to see it different. But if that's how it's being done, that's what you need to be prepared for. So this is what needs to happen, and this is the, this is the short answer. Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon needs to run Renixty. I mean, like, like we need to have the brands on the same parallel. So right. when you bring people into the front door and they go out the back, they go out the same with the same information mm-hmm. because when you have an Ember Moon and, and you, you and that's also comes to acquiring talent too it's not just getting the person it's getting the right person that fits your scheme um, and, and you know we can make all the sports analogies but the bottom line is is that if you have an Ember Moon and people can't take her finish then she either needs a new finish or she needs to never leave NXT uh, Adam Cole and you know that Triple H has put you know a noose around that man's neck because he'll never let him go. Yeah. <laughs> never let him go. Yeah. Because and because the, because the real oh, because, is, is because that, half his style is gone. All his right. off, all all of his offense. I mean, he legitimately have to like. We want you to work. Oh wait a minute, we can't do that. <laughs> right. So the Adam Cole that you knew and liked from Ring of Honor, from New Japan, from everywhere else, um, works in NXT. He can work that style in NXT. Does Adam Cole work on the main roster? I'm not convinced that he does. Let me ask you a question real quick. Now, I know you didn't watch NXT, but it looks like Roger Strong could... I mean, he's indicating that he's done with NXT. Is there any chance in hell Roger Strong could work on the main roster? No. At most, like, in the mid-card. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to get, like, Strong versus Gable 500 times, I'm not sure... (laughs) Which again? Or a tag would, team, maybe. I would kill to see Strong versus Gable in anywhere else but Raw SmackDown. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, fire them both, send them to AEW, send them to Ring of Honor, send them to Impact. That yeah. would burn the house down. And it you know what's even, made event. You know what's even else crazy? When SmackDown Live first was a thing, mm-hmm. I would have even liked to seen it there. And then even SmackDown Live lost his identity to me, which is so weird to me. Yeah, like, because Smack- remember what Fox said? They wanted a more sports-centric show. People went like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like in like New Japan? Well, no. Well, what do you mean by sports? Well, no. And then now it's, you know, SmackDown is just a two-hour Raw. So, yeah. the, the, so long and short of this, the, the identity crisis that NXT has continued to have, um, you know, is, is, is you know, is, does not help their talent ascend to the main roster. And I say ascend because that's how they treat it. It's never yeah. been the third brand. It will never be the third brand. It will always be the little, you know, garbage pail kids that Triple H, uh, you know, the little orphans that Triple H take care of. Um, <laughs> and Raw is still the the city of Oz that people yeah. need to get to. And once they get to Oz, they realize that it's some bullshit. But yeah. that's a different problem. We'll discuss that, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, on our second half of the show, we are going to talk about all the breaking news that came up today, which has been a lot. As we said today... Um, is officially billed by the mayor of the Big O Belt podcast, the John Crab Jamal, as Future uh-huh. Endeavors Day. Yeah. And um, it's been a day. So, yeah, let's hit our commercial real quick, and then we'll be back right after that. And Damien G will be joining us, folks. So, yeah, good times. This episode of the Big Gold Belt podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected to the advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Big Gold Bell podcast in the section titled, How Did You Hear About Podgo? in the application. Yeah, that's right. Be sure to add the Big Obo podcast in that uh, referred thing. Damien. Which is what I did, by the way. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just reading you. What's up, Damien? You, have, you obviously have the way better professional voice than I do. But Damien joins the show, folks. Damien, how's it going tonight? Oh, it is going swimmingly, even though it's raining outside. I am back straight from work, hence why I'm still in my office shirt and hat. So... Let's talk about everybody getting released and getting fired and all this good <laughs> yeah. stuff. I, w- I want to know happy why. Happy Future Endeavors Day. Yeah, happy Future Endeavors Day. I want to know, Damien, why aren't you outside doing this in your poncho? I mean, the professionals are doing it, so so can you. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, Uh-oh. Had, had Endeavors Day happened here in DFW, I probably would be in my poncho outside <laughs> with the yellow umbrella breaking the news. But unfortunately, I am not Damien on the scene right now, so it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, but look, here's the thing. And I want to make sure that I do give this mild disclaimer about this is that in in Future Endeavors Day, I know everybody is <laughs> super butthurt online. And it's not that anyone's excited about anybody losing their job. But at the possible but at the same time, the word fired was never used here, released. No. And we don't know what type of conversations happen in these rooms we don't know if somebody says hey i think my time is done here what's up or you know as i as i i think i texted my earlier i said look some sometimes folks need to be released sometimes people want to be released mm-hmm. and it, it's it's just a matter of whatever their situation is we don't know we really don't know it could be anything hey 
I got an ailing fit, a family member dealing with COVID. I need to get out of this contract. I can't fulfill my obligations here. Cool, we're going to release you. And so what if it's just announced today? Who knows when it could have happened? How long? When people when people get signed, we don't know instantly. People get signed and they're just you know. I, I mean, look, we have to think at this point now. Taya got signed as soon as she lost to Deanna Perrazzo in Impact, and that was what, like two two months ago. She just made her debut this week. Um, and then, you know, she officially was signed like somewhere in the midst of that. You know, we just, just don't know how it is on the opposite end when somebody's released. And maybe, just maybe, some people, you know, in certain situations find out on the day the tweet goes out. Who, who knows? But there's with so much unpredictability, I think it is the really responsible and mature thing to do is to think about the positives in this as well. And I think that, you know, where one door closes, one door opens. And I think that there's some people, and it's so funny how people just online be like, they need to get released. Okay, they release them. They don't need to get released. Oh, this is terrible. It's like, well, what do you want? What do you want, folks? WWE, WWE been hoarding talent. They need to let people go. Moment they let people go. They can't do that to them. <laughs> yep, I mean, it's been a day. It has been a day, folks. Yeah, and look, I'll even go as far as saying this. Leo Rush said today on a video that he said, you know what? Last year was a really rough time for all of us, but a lot of us are thriving right now. Well, imagine that. You would have never been at the point you're at now if the opportunity didn't allow you to be released. There's literally people in all sports that are, shall I say, um, held hostage by their contracts. And they wish they could be released. <laughs> and then there are people that do, you know, I, I could think of another example. When when Canelo Alvarez left his DAZN contract, you're just like, what? That's the most sickest contract I've ever seen in my life outside of some baseball stuff. But why did he do it? Because there was a bigger one waiting. And it's just sometimes you just never know. And why it may look like, you know, WWE is the devil and they're just completely, you know, putting people out on the streets homeless. You just never know what the situations may be. And the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to uh, throw it to you, Damien, is that when WWE is on your, on your resume, you pretty much can go anywhere in the world of professional wrestling you want, if you choose. Because maybe you might be done with wrestling. But if you have WWE on your resume, places like WWE, Disney, which is essentially ESPN, and what Microsoft, Amazon, depending <laughs> on what you're doing in Amazon, like right. you essentially can go anywhere in the tech world, the sports world, the entertainment world. These things just work for you. If you're working for Entertainment Weekly, you could probably get a broadcasting journalist job at any other place that you want. These are just in in the, in the terms of businesses, WWE fits in that. And with some of these people who weren't doing anything, who may not have been happy who may have other goals, who may want to reunite with, with their significant other, who may just want to go back home. Maybe they're tired of being in the States for a while. You have that on your resume. You're, you're, you're going to be good. And we're going to see these people thrive. They're not dead, folks. No. They're not dead. They folks will work again. Ni- folks got a nice check to sit home for 90 days. Yeah. And they can plot and figure out what they want to do. Compared to a year ago, I'm quickly going to say this, so we throw it to Damien. A year ago, people were losing it because, you know, hey, they did this thing at the beginning of the pandemic. And that was that's messed up. Last year, a year ago, we did not know what was going on with the state of the world. I, a, a year later now, a year later, it's a much different situation. Now. Mm-hmm. Stuff's opening up. Places are starting to run. 
opportunities are there. And I think as we go on, only more and more opportunities are going to be there. So timing-wise, it is not the worst time to suddenly be a free agent in pro wrestling right now. Coming up with the summer on the way. So mm-hmm. let's, let's get Damien in here. So especially to your point, well, with the, the indies running uh, as they did this past weekend, there will be jobs for people who have some semblance of a name. We talk about this all the time. When a WWE superstar is released, everybody just runs to the rumor mill to talk about, are they going to AEW? Are they going to New Japan? Are they going XYZ? Here's the thing. A lot of these people might be names to us in wrestling, but that doesn't guarantee success outside of the realm of wrestling. I think of Zelina Vega when we all thought, is her Twitch career going to you know, <laughs> kind of stymie you know, the rest of her career after getting released? And look, do we even talk about her aside from cosplay? No. So of everybody that was released, are they going to get picked up? Names will. Uh, marketability will. Like, I don't see anyone beating down Tucker's door, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest here. Like, you, you, you ain't coming for Tucker, you know? Even though he's a great... Amateur hey, wrestler, collegiate wrestler. I'm not beating the door down for R- him. ROH is ready. It fits perfect. Is that is that a scoop you're trying to drop right now? Nah, I know nothing. Okay, I was going to say, because I, I didn't know we were the scoop show. But. It's time for Tucker. Nah, I know nothing. <laughs> it's hey, but look, look, I'll tell you what, though. Who have the easiest one? He'll be the easiest to get the stink off his back. He can rename himself to anything, and everybody's going to gravitate to that. I don't think he will ever be known as Tucker again. Well, yeah, that's a good point. But at the same token, it's like, well, Chelsea Green was what? Her actual name. So it's like, what name are they going to give her now, wherever she winds up? If we're talking who goes where, look, all I know is Samoa Joe could do whatever the hell he wants. He's doing voiceovers now, you know, for for film and for video games. So he can take that avenue. You know, he's an avid pro gamer. He'll find other avenues in that 90 day to be like, listen, man, all I'm going to do is work out and play video games and make money. Cool. Great. But someone, let's say, like the Iconics. What do they do now? They weren't great wrestlers to start with. They were more personalities more so than wrestlers. And can you market one without the other? I don't think so, personally. I think you need to have them as a package deal to make any kind of money. Uh, Chelsea Green, great in-ring, slew of injuries. That, that's just mm-hmm. kind of what happens, you know what I mean? You get that injury bug after a while, it keeps crapping, uh, creeping up on you. She's still young in this business. She, she can find her way. Everybody immediately told me AEW is a place for her because she'll immediately be pushed like to the forefront. And I thought, no, I don't know if that's the best place for her to go. I honestly think her going back to Impact would probably wait, suit her better. I, wait, are, 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 are you giving a scoop here? No, I'm giving my prognostications, hopefully. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be Sean Ross Sapp or anybody like that, but I'm just thinking big picture where people could go no it's, no it's okay do. it's just it's just that you almost forbade them say it exactly what everybody's been saying all day it's like as soon as you go to aw push to the moon that is exactly how this works so right and that's what everyone assumes but look what they did <laughs> and i'm gonna use will's favorite punching bag miro uh, miro <laughs> <laughs> it's like the minute he went to aw everyone's like yeah he's unleashed and then he was a gamer and he was the bff of uh, um, uh, a couple. Essentially. He said he, he's he's unleashed now. He said it last night. In a supposedly, yeah, supposedly. It took a year. It took, it took a year. A year. <laughs> but but there's to sum this all up on my end. There's places for people to go in wrestling now. A year ago, would I be more concerned for their careers? 
you're damn right because of the pandemic. But now with vaccines readily available, indie shows opening up, there's places for them to go. Uh, good luck to them. This happens all the time. I, I just got done talking to people who are up in arms about all this. But for me personally, there's cuts every year. There's releases every year after Mania. This is nothing new. The only, the only downside to this is that WWE still had record profits last year in the middle of a pandemic and still cut everybody. But who are we really going to miss? Samoa Joe on commentary? That's about it on my end. So no, no, no harm, no foul here. I'm not up in arms. I'm not butthurt. The Iconics were never my thing in the first place. So meh, don't care. And even someone like Samoa Joe, there's more that could be in play here. We've recently heard from Rob Van Dam about, you know, having a WWE deal and not being able to be cleared because of concussions, because of your right. history. It's common stuff, sense. Yeah. It and is stuff common like, sense. All and stuff day, like every day. All the stuff that Christian just went through to come back and get cleared. Does Joe want to wrestle again? Yes. That's a big question tonight. If Joe is looking to wrestle again, but he can't get cleared to do it in WWE, is the story as simple as that? He's going to wrestle somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to do announcing yet, but he can't get cleared there to their standard. They say, okay, you know what? I want out. I want my last run, but it's going to have to be elsewhere. It can't be here. And it is what it is. Also, hold on. But there's a few things I want to add to that, too. Like, Joe, as much as attention is on Joe right now, Joe's going to go to Impact. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. He's going to work a few matches and just be done. He may go to ROH. Go into their Hall of Fame. They got it. If not, he'll work a high-profile match and show his graces. But best believe the idea of WWE not wanting to clear him, good on them. Because why would you want to uh, clear somebody when that liability of, of of them injuring themselves could result in, hey, Jamal, what were you talking about last week or was it the week before last with the big lawsuit with people with injuries and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah, it was a lawsuit from former wrestlers that implied that WWE profited and and knew and were negligent in their healthcare, basically. Yeah, so imagine that being at your back door, but at your front door, you got Joe knocking like, hey, can I come in? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I mean, you have to be Joe, possibly be optimistic, like, well, shit, if you got Sting in there, I can get back in the ring for sure. Maybe he goes overseas, get some of that, you know, that has not been approved, Procedures there that obviously work, you know, Kobe Bryant and, and um, Peyton Man and stuff. Go gets right and then comes back and gets to work. So it could be a lot of things, which is why that's good. If he has the desire to wrestle, WWE does not have the desire of using him. Then this makes everybody happy. By the way, he's getting paid for, you say, for 90 days to sit at home, Twitch. All of them are. Yeah, yeah. all of them. It's no all one's good. free and clear today. They all got 90 day claws. Samoa Joe was very forthcoming with that today so it is what it is like wwe is one as christian has just gone into a lot of detail about to get cleared to come back he had to go through a lot of testing a ton of testing they are not playing around with once you get that designation that they're pulling you for a medical reason it is extensive what you got to do to get off that list it's no little you know oh just go get a physical and you good it ain't like that no more they got to cover their butts because it's documented on their side now by their medical professionals. They're opening themselves up to a huge legal. Everybody is watching them. When you have yeah. documentaries coming out about the causes of CTE, when you have this ex NFL player going around shooting people because of CTE, why would you possibly take 
any form of a liability in regards to health when you don't have to. If the contract's been signed, you don't have to restructure it. If they're unhappy, fulfill your contract and walk away. Or if they ask for the release, then come to terms with it. That makes sense. Hello, April 15th, the day where terms of releases have been granted. And you just maybe this is better for them as far as financially to say it all has to be in this period or this quarter. You know, who knows what other, uh, you know, setbacks they may have in regards to uh, finances if they do it in the midst of things or at a certain point. So, um, Jamal, uh, I'm going to throw it to you for your comments. But also, could you start off by this question? Who are others that you'll give releases to or want to see outside of WWE? I just saw that Mojo Raleigh got cut. <laughs> oh, I, you know, you know us Maryland boys. We we upset about that. Are, are we? Hey, you're from New Jersey. <laughs> okay, Jamal with the question. <laughs> so, so to, to the question directly, who uh, who are others that you would get releases to or want to see outside of WWE? Um, so, just from a uh, from a point of fantasy, I would love to see the following. Doesn't matter how realistic it is. Sasha Banks, Naomi, um, uh, Cedric Alexander. I almost called him Cedric the Entertainer. Um, I did that. I did that last week. (laughs) Um, Rick O'Shea, um, (laughs) our favorite Irishman. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, uh, Antonio Claudio Castagnoli, because we're not going to call him uh, Cesaro anymore. Um, Sheamus. Uh, Give me Mm. Sheamus versus Moose right now. Ooh. Man, right now. Right now. Right now. Do it right now. <laughs> um, uh, Shelton Benjamin, uh, Mia Yim, Keith Lee, Dijak, um, and Adam Cole. That's a good dozen. Realistically, I don't, obviously, some of those are more realistic than others, but if there's somebody that I think that WWE should cut, um, that would probably be in the uh, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. God damn it. Um, Cedric Alexander and uh, Ricochet, um, those guys. Um, Cesaro, honestly, and I know that they're giving him a push. I would love to see Big E outside of WWE, considering that he's a WWE guy. That would be be NXT to main roster type of transition to me. He's so WWE. I don't know how to see any different. He wasn't the NXT guy when he got to the WWF, when he got to the main roster. So that whole five count nation of domination type of a deal, uh, you know, that he was doing, that is not, we never saw that on the main roster. So I would love to see, would love to see Big E versus Eddie Kingston. Would love to see, right. Uh, you know, Big E versus Joe outside of WWE and what that means. I mean, we know that he's a power lifter. We know that he can do the wrestling, but we he's been stuck with this stereotypical uh, gimmick um, that because, you know, this man and his Al Jolson like Chitlin Circuit, your view of uh, people of color, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but honestly, that's kind of what I want to see. And it's not that Future Endeavor Day. It's not that it's a sad time. It's it's it really isn't. This is the time that we get to see. It's on the ball's in your court now. You're getting exactly. paid for three months to get your shit together and come back and be the butterfly. And, and for all the people, hold on, hold on one second. For all the people that say that what well, WWE isn't using them and whatever, I just thinking about it. I want Chad Gable versus Ray Phoenix today. 
Ooh. Give me that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me Cable versus Eddie Edwards right now. Um, but then again, I would love to see some of these guys in the major indies. I would love to see them at Spring Break or at the Collective or or, or, or something like that. Give me Maybe. Joe versus The Gage right now. Let me let me so, add something in there really really quick. I mean, and I I just want people to remember because like what you're saying is sparking butterflies because yeah. the possibilities is crazy. But folks, the possibilities are crazy. This this isn't if you if you don't really you know are entertained by the indies. I just want you to know that this is what Drew McIntyre did. Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. went to the indies. He went to Evolve, and he rebuilt himself, mm-hmm. and he's. Nothing but in the main main event picture. He came back, so sure as hell was it embarrassing for him when he when he had his yeah. April fifteenth day. But that didn't stop him from going back into these small gyms with a hundred people wreaking havoc, working with people that are also back with him on and back in WWE. So it, it it sometimes it is what they have to do. But Jamal brings up my favorite point of all it is, and it's legitimately the time for you to rebuild yourself. It's time for you to grab the brass balls and go make your money. You have to, this is your time to be creative, re-sculpt yourself, do the work. And this is when we find out who wants it. Cause it's on them now. If you don't have a company behind you right now, you got the next 90 days, start looking around, see where you might fit in, see who wants to talk to you, see what could happen out there between here and overseas. Like we said at the beginning of this, the opportunities are coming. But hell, it's our thing to consider now. You know, we were talking about Zelina earlier, Andrade a few weeks back. The few people who are already out there on the market now, the market just got a lot more crowded today. So yeah. if and you have everybody, yeah, exactly. So there are only so many. There are spots, but there are only so many prime good spots, like the the yeah. money spots. So. Yeah. Ain't everyone going to necessarily find a home. Some people might just have to do right. the indies, like like we were saying. That's when we're going to find out who really wants it. If you don't end right. up with a contract, are you going to be willing to do the small shows and in the meantime? That's a, and that's the thing, because there's so many opportunities for things that I haven't personally seen before. But if you're saying that I could get Tony Deppin versus Gable right now, oh, where is that? I'm going. I'm going to that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's going to happen. Um, you know, Joe mm. versus Ricky Shane Page today. Give me that today, and I'm going, and I'll be there. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just so much. And then we haven't even talked about what Andrade is going to do. We haven't talked about what Selena Vega is going to do. And I know the question, of course, is uh, what about Alistair Black? And I'll have some news on that, but the short answer is uh, he's probably not going uh, for this future Endeavor Day. Um, so uh, they, they may be looking to use him more in television. I, I want to just add one other thing, too. Uh, I've been on my weekly uh, Impact Wrestling Review, which uh, now is on Fridays because Impact is actually recording or uh, showing now while we're recording. Uh, I, I was really critical about Impact last week. I said, man, you all are losing a lot of people but bringing no one in. At some point, Kenny Omega is just going to snap and Impact is done. <laughs> but I really, I wonder if they... We're sitting back waiting for April 15th to say, hmm, last year <laughs> we picked up some good names. Wonder what's going to happen this year. And I wonder if we will see a vast amount of signings, whether it is from people from today or whether it is from people who had hell of a outings doing all of the GCW and uh, other shows this weekend. So there will be some 
people getting new homes and like Jamal said, it is not enough for everybody, but you gotta want it. And you know, it reminds me of people that you know I because of language, uh, because because of the professionalism of the show, a certain language I'm I'm not going to use for this. But there are certain uh, people that I know, certain types of people that I know that is like. Oh, I'm living good right off of unemployment. And it's just like, well, you know, at some point you're going to have to get a job. Right. But some people think that, oh, no, it's free money. I'm sitting at home not doing anything. It's good. It's like, oh, okay. That shows me where your ambitions at. And obviously I know where my priorities, my morals and my and, 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 and my ambition and I think this is going to be one of those type of things where you do get ninety days, and then you probably will get unemployment after that if you're in de- uh, if you are uh, a wrestler. But we will find out the ones who are waiting to get back in the ring to do what they do do best to do what they love. The the ones who wrote these long notes and stuff on their twitters to show how much they love the business. But do they really? Because at this point now, this is the defining point in your career. This is just a step forward into reaching your ultimate goal. Sometimes you got to lead to come back. Or as he said, sometimes a door closed to open up for another one. We're going to see. We're definitely going to see who's really about that life right now. Yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing about this is I know a lot of people are emotionally attached. You know, a lot of people feel that their, their dog just died. A lot of people are, you know, going to bed a lot earlier. Um, I have to take us some melatonin because they just can't deal. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the long and short of it is, is that I don't know about y'all, but I've been fired before. And that feeling does mm-hmm. suck. But tomorrow is a new day. Yeah, and you move exactly. on. And and technically, yes, they are being released from their contact or from their contracts with the intent of not being rehired. Right. But they have ninety days of pay at their pay to figure that out. And and that's that's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, we don't know what that ninety days look like. <laughs> you know, it's not the biggest thing is. Well, it's, it's, it's three whole months. Well, it's three whole months, not necessarily of not working. It's three whole months of not developing your character on social media, re- re-engaging yourself and stuff like that. So that's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of the thing. So the, the real is, and the question is, uh, who should AEW sign off to these layoffs? If AEW isn't on the phone right now to have preliminary talks with Mickey James, mm-hmm. Chelsea Green, and Samoa Joe... Oh then they shouldn't hire anyone else this year. Mm-hmm. They, they, but then also, and, and and to be fair, when the shoe's on the other foot, don't call Tony Khan a bitch because he fired a bunch of people. AEW's full. Mm-hmm. They need to. We, they, and we've talked about yeah. that. We've about talked when about they're going to have their Endeavor Day. Exactly. So that was if, that was exactly what I was thinking today. WWE's yeah. doing it today. You want room for people to go somewhere else? AEW needs to do it too. And I honestly think that AEW, of the people that we know that are signed, because AEW has a nebulous contract system as well, they have 527 people on Dark, but then <laughs> only 40 of them are signed to contracts on Dynamite, or whatever it is. Maybe maybe that number is 100, but they still have six times as much <laughs> on, on Dark. That's my favorite comment of the day. <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody is stable. You get a stable. You get a stable. That's fine. <laughs> But the thing is, is that AEW is kind of full. Do they have the money to pay people what they are, you know, worth? Do they have the television time to pay people what they what they're worth? I mean, obviously, Fuego Del Sol is, you know, probably definitely not making, you know, tier one signed uh, 
you know, money. But then again, when they start touring, will they keep it all of these people? So don't think that just because AEW is like this, you know, charity case, like they're the Boy Scouts or something. That's not exactly what people think. People, yeah. people, people legitimately think that the uh, the clouds are opening and AEW is the hand of God coming down saying, come home to me, son, to everybody. Le- legitimately, this is this is your saving grace. Everything's going to be okay. It's the in the desert. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like, yeah. So, like, these people aren't, like, lost, you know, Israelites, um, lost Egyptians, like, <laughs> roaming through the desert. And then it's like Tony Khan as Moa on, like, top of the mountain going, nah. Fuck WWE. <laughs> you, but you know what, Jamal? You know what's funny to me? That that's what people think about yeah. Tony Khan and AEW. But at the same time, no one is talking about what he's doing to Impact, which essentially is about to, I mean, regardless of, because we don't know what's going to happen to Impact, but I can assure you that Tony Khan's presence in Impact isn't helping elevate no one. He's going on there, bashing it each week, and while these are top elite talent, you would never ever think that at all. No, I, 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 I don't. I bet you, in a room of AEW folks, and you said Eddie Edwards, they're gonna be like, who? When he legitimately well, is the face person, of Impact, one of the faces as a of Impact. Person that doesn't watch Impact, I don't. I didn't know that their pay per view was in ten days. I, I don't it? watch Impact. I just watch AEW. Their pay per view is the twenty fifth, which is problematic too, because your main per your 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 champion. Of AEW is in that main event of that pay per view, so all mm-hmm. AEW fans should know what's happening here. It makes no sense. It legitimately makes no sense. And I think that you, when you when you think about all the praises he get, you also can say like, well, what are you actually doing to help others when you have the opportunity to do so? When you could easily throw a commercial on there, or you maybe you can't because of you know TNT. But maybe you could quickly make sure that there's a read on commentary or so on. You you can do so. You absolutely can do so. You can help elevate that other brand that has definitely been one of the most resilient brands of all time. But like a quick mention of saying, watch our champion face their champion or have that champion come through. Whatever it may be, if you can have Tyson on there, you can have Rick Swan coming in for just one sec. You had that's um, the stuff I don't understand. It's like yeah. if you're trying to cross promote this pay per view, and I know we're switching gears a little bit. Why are you not highlighting their champion? You know why you're not doing it? Because you're using them for free advertisement of your own promotion. Yeah, and that's and why I don't want to hear nobody say it can't be done because Kenta came. Yeah. That's true. Okay. The the forbidden door being opened. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's one of those doors where uh the uh the the, the security door where the, the key card only works in one way. And they're right. clearly <laughs> they're clearly going through there, they're checking out all different types of medicines, but you can't come from out of there. Like it's it's, it's legitimately, as I said, it's a soccer loan for the good brothers. They done say we want them, we're gonna use them each week. Well, damn, if you can use them, you can't bring Rich Swan for one. Who? Episode? Nah, exactly. Who? Rich who? Swan. Who? Uh, who? Yeah. No, no, no. We won't have that kind of time. Uh, you know, we're going to have the arcade anarchy match instead. <laughs> and I mean, you, and like, yeah, talking about helping people, help them sell their pay per view, get them by. Nah, that's make, bad. Yeah, exactly. I don't have time for that. Yeah, no, Not at all. Why have, your champ- Why have your champion on their pay per view in the first place if you ain't going to promote it? Unless, unless, (laughs) unless Rich Juan wins, 
Just saying. And it's Which we still, talked about. And, and, and again, that seemed to be the only logical way, but it still don't make sense because he wins. They, it's still going to be like, who? Who is that? <laughs> no, I agree. True. I agree, but... At, at least make it... Like, again, Rich Swan's story has been an underdog for about two years. So... If even if you don't give him a chance, even if you don't know who he is, then still introduce him to folks. That's enough of that. That's a whole nother rant for Actually, another Actually, I got I have a quick question to ask. Maybe Jamal <laughs> or Will would know this too. Hmm. Who is NWA signing of if anybody out of this group? Who would fit God, in with Mi- NWA? Mickey James would seem Bo like the Dallas one. Bo oh. freaking Dallas. Yeah. And even Mojo works with them. Because mm. if Sandow was is, is working, well, then so can Mojo. Just, I haven't watched uh, NWA since they hit themselves behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Are they, this, this is the same product. I know they changed their name recently, but is it the same product that was on YouTube? Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. I think, well, I think it, well, then, it, we then, still have Austin Idol advertising, you know, date rape drugs on right. their television right. show. Kayfabe <laughs> cocktail. Kayfabe cocktail. <laughs> well, then if that's the case, then yes, I would say uh, Mickey James, obviously because her husband, uh, is well, her husband and his belt are in NWA because that's definitely a three-way relationship, right there. And, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Nick Aldis and the belt has two separate contracts in uh, NWA. <laughs> right. So you know, it's um, so yeah. So Aldis and his girlfriend, Sweet Charlotte, are in NWA. But I do think that um, that Bo would be a, or actually work really well over anybody else. Uh, Tucker Knight oh. um, has another strong collegiate background, um, and you know he. Um, uh, what, what's, what was the other one? Uh, Bo Tucker Knight and Kalisto and Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake, um, not Kalisto, but Wesley Blake would definitely be uh, good enough to go over there. I think Kalisto should go to Ring of Honor. Kalisto either needs to go to Ring of Honor or he super hardly needs to uh, super hard needs to hit the Indies and come back. Well, both. That, or both. But then he'll exactly. be taking Fuego del Sol's uh, money because it's like, oh, this is a better version of Fuego del Sol. So, I, but I do not think he needs to sign any contracts right now. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. No, no, yeah, no. He can, he can, he can do the tour circuit. His, his name yeah. is big enough that he could pop up at a bunch of shows and, and make him money, make some yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The more I'm looking at this list, Wesley Blake is really jumping out at me as like he's really like just a clean slate. Mm-hmm. He could go anywhere and reinvent himself as pretty much anything. There really is. He's done any... it like four times. <laughs> yeah, there's really, yeah. there's really no like sentiment attached to him I at know. all. Swap so out, he could, he could be anything really if swap he wants out, to put in the work. Swap out perfect ten and Wesley Bate would have been perfect next to FTR. Not yeah, even a yeah. question. Sure. Yeah. Or or Bo. Or Bo. Bo. Bo is the most intriguing to me because yeah, he is he's healthy. And he's rested. I don't know his physique, but they've been saying that he's been getting in better shape. But if he ain't been sitting on his ass, he's absolutely healthy and ready to go. And we and know he can do the work. assuming that he wants to wrestle because I think he's like a farmer or a beekeeper or something like that, where he is like legit pursuing other ventures outside of wrestling, which you should sure. do. True. Um, right. Absolutely. And I, and I hear that like like he's actually into farming or whatever the hell. Um and could pursue Morgan that. So, wants to do. Yeah. 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 So, 
a lot of possibilities. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe the day is over, or maybe uh, the, uh, the red wedding is not. So we'll we'll see. Oh, uh, don't pick up your phone if you're a WWE catering talent. Don't pick up your phone. Yeah, but John Laurinaitis is making the calls. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the catering division has got hit hard yesterday. More food for others. Well, but then, no. at, the, at the same time, too, like I hope everybody listening to this, you do realize no, that no there is a lot others. of positives coming out of this. Only you food for Titus. <laughs> Hall of Fame Titus, by the way, Jamal. Goddamn right. Never thought you'll see the day. Uh, no, Titus I did not. O'Neal is a Hall of Famer, goddamn it. Damn yeah. right. So Good let's old. get to the news, but quickly, uh, Jamal, I want you and uh, Will to kind of answer this because we talked about this earlier. Um, ah. What do you guys think of AEW's 1.2 million viewers? I just want to just throw another question on top of that. And again, Jamal, Will, uh, you can answer it. Is the week, the landscape of professional west wrestling weekly television shows have changed? Right. Um, First week. NXT is now on Tuesday without any mm-hmm. competition. Wednesday is uh, AEW without competition. And we are now battling with uh, with Impact on Thursdays for ratings. And uh, so far, we got four viewers right this minute. We probably got more. This day be glitching. Uh, Impact has, uh, I'm pretty sure, 200 on Twitch. So we're not far behind. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> heels. <laughs> we're coming we're in strong. Up, y'all. We're, catching, we're catching up. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But all jokes aside, um, AEW 1.2 million viewers. What are your thoughts about that? Uh, Jamal, I'll start with you. Uh, anybody can hit a lucky shot, but can you do it twice? Ooh, exactly. okay. And, and exactly. I think that in general, when you have a show that's the first uh, un, uh, uninterrupted, unencumbered show. Um, then you have Mike Tyson on the show, which they advertised greatly on the previous week. Um, you had Jade Cargill in, in action, which they advertised heavily in the previous week. You had two mm-hmm. big title matches. Two out of the three title matches that they have are going to be on the show that week. So I'm not saying that it should have been a special show or whatever, but they definitely threw the kitchen sink at it. Um, and for them to hit 1.219 million people is a hell of a feat. They were only second to the challenge in the... Um, uh, key demographic, uh, they beat basketball, both games, easily. Uh, so the, the bottom line is is that that's great, but once Mike Tyson goes home, once they start to put the women back at 9.30 when nobody cares, once you know other guys like Cody and Moxley in non-title matches take up those spots, will they continue that number in the upper 900s to 1 million, 1.2 million uh, range? And I'm not sure if they will, but obviously... Uh, there are no excuses anymore for when some shit goes down and tanks. And the bottom line is, is that they definitely have something in Jay Cargill. I really hope that she goes on an 18 month Goldberg run. Yeah. And no, seriously, she needs to be 175 and 0 in AEW before she loses. That that reeks AEW's uh, booking. It it's coming. You heard it first. <laughs> no, because like she, no, but she like Goldberg is this rookie. Uh, she has only had four matches, legit ever, and she looks good enough to be believable in the ring for being so young. And mm-hmm. if Anna Jay were hurt, she'd probably be that person because she's also had 15 matches to her career ever. Uh, so, you know, you know, Cargill and all of her abs, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good look. And, and they need to keep, you know, pushing that, you know, with meaningful uh, feuds going forward. And with that said... They did put had two women's matches on. One was the squash, and one was the cardio velvet match, which has some meat on it. Uh, I want to see the hour by hour ratings, which will come out tomorrow. 
But the long and short of it is, is that, you know, she's like ready to go for a person that is fresh out of literally the factory. So can they keep it going? I really, really hope so. And another big deal is that um, uh, the, the boomers, they were up 110% in the 50-plus yeah. demo. Old folks Ooh. came out. <laughs> they were up 75% in women of all ages. So those people that watch NXT are checking out AEW probably for the first time. Uh, yeah. So can they do it? This was the perfect show to do it on. But can they do it going forward is going to be the question. Good on you for your first time. Do it again. Yeah. That uh, not totally reiterate what Jamal just said. That's essentially my thinking is the real story here is where are they at the end of the month? Give me two weeks from now where it's the third unopposed week. We know they're building up to the Cinco de Mayo show where they're going to do blood and guts. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really going to count that one. I want to see that week before that to see where they're at. Do they keep this number? Does it go up? Does it go down? Who knows? Their number has always been very volatile as far as Mm -hmm. like being reactionary to what else is going on in the world. So was last night the perfect storm of first unopposed Wednesday night, Mike Tyson maybe having a really huge effect that no one expected? Who knows? Did a whole bunch of people tune in for NXT last night, not realizing it had moved, and are like, oh, well, I'll watch the other show instead. But come next week, that ain't going to happen. We'll, we'll find out and we'll see. If anything, mm-hmm. I'll say this. I did not expect a bump this huge. This was huge. No. This was a huge they bump. They doubled their rating. I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. NXT got the bump I was thinking they were going to get. Where it's like, okay, it's going to go up about 5% or so. This mm-hmm. was monster. But like you mm-hmm. said, it's one week. The key now is where are they a couple weeks from now? That's what we need to see. But hey, and, and this is that, one they week. got nothing to complain about with that number. That's a great This is number. one week without their major players because Kenny, mm-hmm. Cody, and uh, um, the other guy, him, uh, they weren't on the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kenny so, just had a promo. Yeah. So I, I, it would be interesting to see what happens because I really do believe that a lot of NXT folks are WWE loyalists and they will just stick to that and go or go somewhere else. And I think a lot of AEW folks are more willing to watch other things. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see who sticks with what program going forward. So, yep. all right. So let's get to news, but I'm starting because I got the best news that I know Jamal is not going to read tonight because okay. why would he? And I don't think Will will read either because why would he? But it has just been announced Uh-oh. that for the Ritz Swan Kenny Omega match that Kenny Omega is facing somebody that no one knows who uh, for champ, champ, <laughs> title versus title at uh, this place called Impact Wrestling at a, a pay-per-view called Rebellion uh, that people also have not heard any of this of. Um, Mauro Ronaldo will be oh, calling no. that match. Get the fuck out of here. So, yes, it's oh, been announced. Jamal. <laughs> and Jamal goes wild. <laughs> that's got to be the that's got to be the Don Callis connection making that happen. And we and oh, we all know God. that Will and Morrow has a lot of history together as best friends. So, uh, <laughs> that should be interesting. Um, but Jamal, off to you to the news so we can uh, get to the other good stuff for the night and then wrap yeah, up the show. Yeah, see, that's the type of news that like flares up my uh, irritable bowel syndrome. So I'm going to be, <laughs> we're going to have to like make this quick. Um, obviously, we were talking about the uh, releases from WWE, uh, Happy Future Endeavor Day. Um, then this is a list uh, compiled by Heal by Nature, who does a lot of like the, the patent trademark stuff. Uh, that's kind of his deal with, with wrestlers. And I think he does a pretty good job of it. So, um, Samoa Joe actually owns that name. 
But yep, Dallas does that. not. Prior use. Yep. Yeah. We know that too. <laughs> um, yeah, Bo Dallas definitely does not. Uh, Chelsea Green, uh, you know, she, WWE found a trademark for her name on September 24, 2020. The filing has yet to be registered and will be abandoned on August 16th of this year if they cannot provide written consent from Chelsea Green. Yeah. Nope. Dang, what happened? So Chelsea Green yeah. will probably register that name if she chooses to. Uh, also, James, also, also, just to add, also could be issues as to why, oh, so you're not going to surrender that to us. Okay. Yeah, we'll, you see gotta April 15th. we'll see April 15th. Keith yeah. Lee, yeah. Just saying. Oh, that's right. Um, so Mickey James, uh, she originally uh, had her name owned by WWE in 2010. They transferred the name back to her, but uh, they applied for a new trademark in 2017. WWE still owns that name. Kalisto, that's a WWE name. Tucker Knight is a WWE name. But apparently he's changed his Twitter handle to Levi Cooper. So good on you, Levi. Uh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, that's a WWE name. Mojo Riley, yeah, well, I mean. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, come on. No one um, will name their kid Mojo. So. Yeah, they would. Well, unless they're a huge that, fan that, of the Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Non-WWE news right now is that Eva Lise, uh definitely got oh. her uh, walking papers Sometime this week, uh, she tweeted out yesterday, and I quote, history unfortunately repeats itself. I speak up about mistreatment and get let go. That's life. <laughs> um, that was yesterday. Uh, and, and, and of course, the, the story may go a little bit deeper than you have a history. It's clearly your fault. Leave Rosa alone. The bottom line is that she does have a history, especially with Rosa, especially in Lucha Underground. But the long and short of it is, is that Eva Lee does have a history of speaking up against abuse. She did so against Hugh Morris, Bill DeMott, the trainer for NXT, and was released. Apparently, he's a turd sandwich. So I wouldn't be so quick to judge Eva Lee on her character previously. Yes, not the greatest character, uh, you know, assessment as far as her believability, but she was right at least once, which I think gives her the benefit of the doubt. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, further down the road if she divulges any more information between her and Rosa. And who knows? Uh, you know, the, her word that she's hinted towards is that Rosa kind of kind of big leader, even though her asses still ain't signed. Um, and Eva Lee's kind of took offense to that and be like, hey, I'm the you here. Wait a minute. You're the me here. Wait a minute. Get out of my ring. And that led to that Dynamite match where, you know, Eva, uh, Eva Lee's no soldier and everybody took offense to it. So, um, that's interesting, but I want to see the story develop more before I cast judgment and dispersions to anyone else. Uh, if you caught Dark uh, this week, there was also some interesting sparks between Shauna, who's been controversial outside of the ring, and Layla Hirsch. There was a moment after their match where Layla points in her face and says, don't you ever slap me. But it's wrestling. People get slapped. So obviously there was something there that was interesting and I want to see a little bit more what happens what happens with that. Alistair Black, the question was asked, what's happening to him? Uh, Pro, PW Insider says uh, earlier today that their WWE's filming some vignettes with Alistair Black, and he could be returning uh, this week. No word on when the vignettes will be airing, but it should be soon. Um, he hasn't wrestled since October 12, 2020, and he was drafted to SmackDown 
but he hasn't been seen on SmackDown since, so they could be waiting to insert Aleister Black into the role, use can, him for three weeks, and then send his ass back to catering. Yeah, can I? Can we just common sense here? It takes a long time to grow that eye back, and that's why he hasn't been here. He's much more effective with <laughs> Wait two a minute, eyes. wait a minute, but Rey Mysterio got his eye back in what, a month and a half? And when so... you do, the, the longer your tenure in wrestling, the shorter time it takes to recover from this thing. Rey Mysterio so, is a superhero. So and, and, that explains and Ray, it. And he also went back down to, I mean, you know, Ray's from San Diego. So he went a little bit more south down in Tijuana. If you know somebody, you know somebody and things can happen. So I'm just I'm just saying. Got you. Got you. Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony Khan had the pay-per-view on uh, Friday. The house always wins. More gambling uh, aesthetics from AEW. One thing that he said on Busted Open Radio was interesting. was that he was thinking about putting an intermission. During the pay-per-views, the mm. reaction online has That's been mixed, but I like it because we, I think we talked you, about this before. Like the idea of wanting to do back this. in the back in the yeah. old day, they used to do that. There'd be like a five-minute break. They just right. take a break during the middle of the pay-per-view, we, put a we, clock on the TV. We love it on indie shows, so, so we could go buy merch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, but but they could do something like that. Like, what if they did say, like, "Hey, this is the intermission." During the intermission only, a 15-minute flash sale in pro wrestling tees. You know, yeah. during the intermission only, you know, keep watching this, you know, intermission um, package or pre-show or whatever, the intermission show, for exclusive something else. Um, it is interesting. The ring crew and, would love it. Yeah. And I, and I think that it, you know, could give you a chance to physically stretch, whether you're in your building or at home, um, instead of sitting there for four and a half hours. <laughs> I think a, a ten a ten minute or so intermission could be helpful if you start your pay per view at seven o'clock, or you cut some matches because I don't give a damn what how many intermissions you have. Pay per view <laughs> shouldn't end at midnight or yes. eleven thirty midnight. That's crazy. No, no, yeah, that, that's just dumb. Yeah, do y'all um, want to do, do y'all want to do the press thing afterwards too? I mean that that get us out at one o'clock. Scrum. Yeah, we would, we invite all of our media to join us after the pay per view. Oh, okay. At one in the morning. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, yeah, that's, that's quite ridiculous. Um, the bottom line is is that NXT uh, was up. Sure, AEW was way up. Um, sure, and yes, I know it's early. Yes, this is literally one show, but NXT, but AEW did the second highest rating ever, literally since their first show. And came between five to six hundred thousand viewers of Raw. Just putting that out there. Mm. Uh, as soon as AEW moves to uh, Monday nights, <laughs> just putting it out there. Next. That's the game changer. Next. I don't know <laughs> if this was taped last week or will air this week, or if it's a special show for tonight. But apparently, Ring of Honor is having their five five hundredth episode. And which should be like a big deal, but I can't really tell when it airs. I know it airs right now, but I didn't watch Ring of Honor on Saturday, and I do plan on watching it on Sunday. So I don't know if this is a special thing, like outside of their normal time zone, or what. But apparently, the Ring of Honor uh, 500th episode was tonight, and if you have Honor Club, then uh, then you already know that you're watching that. I didn't catch WrestleMania because why would I? But apparently Big E, uh, Big E Langston, good on him. His ring gear 
was uh, inspired by, as he's been working with, Feed in America. And then what they do is they bring food to underserved communities all over the country, including his hometown of Tampa Bay. Um, so he says, I think for me, it's really a learning experience, learning about the toll that the pandemic has taken on so many families. I think he watches TBS Sunday morning piece on food insecurity and what Feeding America has been doing to tackle that. And I learned more about Feeding Tampa Bay, has been doing locally, and I feel so, just believe so much in the cause. So good on him uh, for, you know, bringing Feeding America or Feeding Tampa Bay to, to the light on the biggest wrestling stage of them all. And apparently he's auctioning off his ring gear that yeah. was, um, that he wore on that night to, yeah. you know, to help that cause as well. So good on you. Yeah, as soon as he came out, I saw it. I was like, it, he's not winning tonight because he's already won. As soon as he walked out with that, I was like, he's he's doing service for his, for his own his hometown uh, in a match in his hometown. That's all. That's all that needs to be done. So you know, good on him. Yeah, so good on him. Uh, apparently, uh, Solo Wrestling uh, had an interview with Joe Coff of Ring of Honor, and the question was about Spanish speaking audiences. And Coff said, "We do have it in mind, and we're aware of the situation." Ring of Honor is an American product that has Hispanic wrestlers. I do not want to demerit their work because it is amazing. But then again, for the Hispanic fan that's used to seeing the product in Spanish in a concrete wrestling way, I do not think that we're at that point just yet. Bullshit. Spanish announce table, Ring of Honor. Do it. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I mean, There's so much a- lucha going on there. It makes, right. makes sense. Just just do it. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that their main demographic may be Spanish at this point. And that's fine. Absolutely them, fine. You know, yeah, give, give money's them, money. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Look, every every boxing fight, they tried to bring in the, uh, a Spanish boxer just because of how big and loyal their demographic is. So when you can catch that niche, then you do it. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Spanish announce table, get it done. Um, so uh, unfortunately, uh, well, well, I guess I should go with the numbers first. Uh, 25,675 uh, 25, fans packed Raymond James Stadium for WrestleMania. Apparently, that was the number for both nights, which brings up the total to 51,350 for both nights at the stadium. Now, the word is is that they're not sure, but leaning towards having a one-night show. However, the, the reviews of having the two-night aesthetic has been overwhelmingly positive, and it'll be interesting to see if they keep that going forward, I don't know why they wouldn't. But if you got fifty three thousand for two nights, and it's a sixty thousand seat stadium, then when they go to Texas, which gives no fucks, because the Houston Astros <laughs> are averaging twenty two thousand a night in their stadium, and the Texas Rangers uh, are averaging you know thirty thousand a night in their stadium. Uh, That's one of yeah. the worst teams in baseball. So yeah, go figure. Yeah, but well, they got a new ballpark, and they didn't get to see it last year. Um, so, yeah, people are going out to Arlington, which might as well be on the moon, uh, <laughs> to see to see the Rangers. They're going to go. They want to pack Jerry's World again. So, if you can do a hundred thousand allegedly one night, then why wouldn't you do a hundred thousand two nights? Let me ask a question because I, I never looked this up. When you bought WrestleMania tickets, did you have to buy for both nights, or did you get one one ticket for they two, had, both nights? They had different they, versions. Yeah, you, you, can, were, do, you were, can do whatever you want. For both, there were both uh, packages for both nights or packages for separate nights. You could do it yeah, different ways. Uh, imagine one having thing to do with Ticketmaster twice. Note, yeah, one thing to note from this weekend, every ad they played for WrestleMania this year, the date just said April 2022. 
There was no specific day right. given. They right. just said April. So it's in play. I think there's definitely stuff in play. Give me there one night, a, but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. There, there is a case to be made for one night or two nights, but the but the bottom line is is that WrestleMania, uh, the weather aside, went well uh, at a two night format in that stadium. Uh, speaking of WrestleMania, uh, it was revealed that a couple fans got took to the Twitter to proudly announce that they had COVID. Good for them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, so the media reached out to them, and they said that, yeah, uh, this person went to Jimmy Lloyd's Degeneration X, uh, Bloodsport, Spring Break, and both WrestleMania nights. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, if you have don't have a vaccine, if you don't believe in the vaccine, either way, go get tested. Just Please. go get tested and protect yourself at all times. And if you but, don't believe um, in testing, then at this point now. Nah, well, if you don't definitely... believe in testing, then just start licking the seats on the bus, then. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so um so the big deal is of course ring of honor 500 you know good on them jay lethal versus jonathan gresham for the pure wrestling championship should be a banger match and i really hope that it premieres tonight and it will air this weekend around the country i really hope that's the case because that would be stupid if they aired 501 on saturday as it premieres around the country uh wxw has uh, a show uh Tomorrow, uh, we love wrestling, and then you have uh, Limitless, Rest- Limitless Wrestling up in Maine. Smackdown's tomorrow. Uh, the Road to Dontaku, which is New Japan show. Uh, Strong is a thing. Camp Leapfrog is a thing. That's happening all this weekend. Um, it's going to be on independentwrestling.tv in May. But Deathmatch Down Under is having a show called Not Here to Fuck Spiders for Australian <laughs> reasons. That is legit the name of the show, Not Here to Fuck Spiders. It's happening this um, coming Saturday in Carlton, Australia. Carlton is one of the neighborhoods of Melbourne. It's in Melbourne. Melbourne. So in, yeah, Melbourne. so if you're in Melbourne, uh, you don't, can Don't go be ahead. like uh, Mustafa Ali. He, he definitely was Melbourne in all day. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Melbourne's in Florida. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. But if you're, if you're down there <laughs> in, um, in Melbourne, 